those kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Goosebumps. Okay. G-O-O-S-E-B-U-M-P-S. Give me another. Give me something to spell. Give you something to spell? Yeah, tell me Tell me to spell something. Spell veneer. Um, uh, can I have the language of origin, please? Sure. Um, bitch. Um, could you use it in a sentence? Yeah. Look at that. Look at the veneers on that bitch. Oh, so it's more. Am I spelling veneer or veneers? Oh, you're spelling veneer. Oh, okay. Veneer. V-E-N-E-E-R. Veneer. That's right. Wow, that was fun. Yeah, it is. It, it's great to have fun with spelling. <laughs> did we win a spelling bee? Yes. <laughs> did you win or did I win? I really can't remember. All I remember is that it got down to like us standing in a room and just spelling words at each other for like an hour. I remember juggernaut was one of the words. The reason why I brought up veneer was the was a word that I misspelled in eighth grade, and I'll never forget it. What did you misspell? Veneer. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, I'm not... It's, it's, <laughs> what? You just said there. Were, you said veneer reminded you of a word you misspelled. R- veneer was a word that I misspelled. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Okay, that's great. I feel like you would win a spelling bee between the two of us. Uh, probably yeah <laughs> but i know how to spell veneer yes i do too now I spell juggernaut j-u-g-g-e-r-n-a-u-t juggernaut fun with spelling i remember having a spelling um trophy that was a little b it was like a gold b oh yes i remember that I, yeah yeah that i was think this cute. was like first grade though yeah, at first or second grade, we won some sort of spelling. You guys, today's... Hi, Matthew Scott Montgomery. This is Dan Montgomery. This is um, Welcome, Welcome to Deadcast, Deadcast, the Goosebumps podcast. We're, we love Goosebumps so much. There's stuff that's happening today in this episode that has never happened before in the entire five and a half years of... Oh, it's five years right now. Or is it six years? Because we started July... I think it's six years. 15, 16, 17, 18... 19. Yeah, six years. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So for the six years we've been doing this podcast, we're, there's stuff that's happening today that we has never happened before. Yeah. And should we just go ahead and say what it is? Oh, yes. We are talking, first of all, we're talking about more and more Tales to Give You Goosebumps. Special edition number five and... Collection of short stories. This is the sixth... This is the sixth... Sixth short... Sixth. Sixth short story, and this is the first thing that we have done that that we have reviewed that is not written by R.L. Stein. You guys, this short story was written by someone named Carolyn Crimmy. Crimey? Crimmy. Crimmy. I think it's a Crimmy that R.L. Stein didn't write this. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I was totally shaked when Daniel told me that that was the case here, and I was just doing some Googler on her, and um, she, Carolyn also wrote two books in the Ghosts of Fear Street series. Now, I don't know if you guys remember Ghosts of Fear Street. Fear Street is like the teenage version of Goosebumps, essentially. And then Ghosts of Fear Street was R.L. Stein's Ghosts of Fear Street, but none of those books were written by R.L. Stein, correct? 
I don't think I don't think they were. Yeah, and that was just another book that they pumped out at the time, book series, which I liked, and we would read. I I I, I read some of them. I read some of them, but I felt fine letting them go because it wasn't R.L. Stein, truly. But Carolyn Crimmy wrote "Go to Your Tomb Right Now" and Three Evil Wishes," and on her website, right now, like if you go to her her website or whatever, the third thing that comes up is. Short stories. My story, Fun with Spelling, appeared in the collection More and More Tales to Give You Goosebumps. I've written many projects for publications international, including six scary short stories for the book Super Sleepovers. And so that is her resume. Wow, I'm so happy for her. Yes, yeah, so she wrote this story we're about to critique is our first one that's not done by Jovial Bob. I didn't know this while I was reading it. And I didn't either. I didn't clock it. I I I thought it did stand out a little bit from the rest of the stories as being, I don't know. There definitely are some R.L. Steiny kind of things that yeah. are in this, but there's like some some specificity. It's to like some, Maya Marie. It is like Maya Marie. There's like some specificity to the wit, the witchcraft that we're going to encounter that didn't seem like R.L. Stein to me. I didn't I didn't notice, but. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. So fun with spelling is not about spelling. It's about witches. And Oh, yeah. I just thought it would be fun to spell stuff. No, for sure. It was, wasn't it really, really fun? I know everyone loved it. Yes. They had so much fun. Yes. So our lead girl's name is, is it Carrie or Kari? Let's do Carrie. K-A-R-I. The only reason I would say Kari is because that girl from Cycle... Um, Oh gosh, cycle twenty two twenty one. Well, we had this issue with Sari and Sari. That's right. Is it too late now to say Kari? I don't know. We could say Carrie or Kari. Let's say um. Let's say Carrie. I also Carrie. Carrie. Like... <laughs> I feel like that's like not a R.L. Steining kind of name. That's not it. Yeah. Carrie's aunt Vera is finally leaving their house. Um, she Aunt Vera had been staying with Carrie. Aunt Vera doesn't feel R.L. Steiny to me. I'm just gonna say it. Well, now we're like projecting. Of course. What else are we gonna do? She, Car- Aunt Vera is wearing a huge straw hat, a baggy sundress, white socks with sandals, and a necklace filled with garlic. She's so weird, and she talks about spells and curses, and she has a southern accent. What? Goodbye. She says goodbye. Aunt Vera picks up Carrie's little sister Libby to give her a sweet kiss. And Libby, Carrie points out that Libby looks like a little doll with her short, curly brown hair and freckles. Too bad she's a little bitch. Well, see, if Arlstein wrote this, she would have had blonde ringlets or she would have had coppery curls. You're right. No as, one has brown hair. As soon as Aunt Vera leaves, Carrie runs upstairs to air out her room because they were sharing a room. And Carrie's room smells of garlic. Sick. She looks for her book on magic. Um... Carrie's very into magic, like trick magic, not like magic magic. Like, you know what I mean? Like a magician magic. Yeah, like pull a rabbit out of my hat. Yeah, it's one of her new hobbies that changes every week. (laughs) Typical Gary. But she can't find her spell, her magic book. Instead, she finds this small leather-bound book called Magic Magic Spells and Sorcery. And there's a handwritten note on the title page. Dear Kari, I hope you find this book useful. Thanks again for sharing your room with me. May the good spirits shine on you, love, Aunt Vera. What a wacko! But Carrie looks through it, and it seems putty cool. There are dozens of spells, including enemy... Enemy spells. Spells against your enemies. 
and don't fuck with Carrie. Libby pops in and says, "What are you doing?" And and Carrie says, "Go away, get out of my room, you stupid." And her sister says, "Who'd want to be in your smelly room anyway?" Carrie goes back to her reading about her enemy smells. She has one enemy she can think of: Lisa McFly, she, the meanest girl in sixth grade. Lisa McFly is the meanest girl in the entire sixth grade. Bit. Once she put a dead bird in my desk. What? Another time she told everyone I was in love with Timmy Wardell. No. Yuck. Everyone hates Timmy Wardell, including me. Carolyn can turn on the hate a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lisa loves spreading rumors and saying mean things about people. Lisa prides herself on her perfect clothes, perfect hair, and perfect grades. She's never late for class, and she never forgets her homework. It's enough to make you puke. So Carrie's like, she deserves some evil. Why don't I choose this enemy spell, the forgetfulness spell? And how that works is you write your enemy's name on a piece of paper, put the paper in a jar, spit in the jar, and seal it tightly. And then you face north and chant this. By morning when the sun is shining, your enemy will forget. The one thing that is most important, which he or she will truly regret. Carolyn Crimmy's not great. Carolyn, girl. She's not great. Carolyn. Yeah, they're coming for you, Carolyn. They're gonna get you, Carolyn. Gonna get you, gonna get you. She plays, she does all that, she places the jar. Arl Stein wouldn't have people spitting in jars. No, he wouldn't have people spitting in shit. <laughs> <laughs> places the jar on a windowsill where the moonlight will touch it and that night in bed Carrie is thinking about how stupid all of it, is, it all is really but she could swear that the jar was glowing so the next day in Mr. Pratt's math class Lisa McFly shows up with the perfect braid and Mr. Pratt comes around to pick up the homework but oh no Lisa can't find her she totally freak out and digs through her backpack but she can't find it nowhere Mr. Pratt says Lisa I'm really disappointed in you just bring it tomorrow and Carrie thinks oh my goodness it worked and she says too bad about your homework Lisa and Lisa says get lost geek Wow. I don't know. It kind of seems like Carrie's a little bit of a nightmare, too. Yeah, Carrie seems like a real... Carrie decides to do another spell on Lisa that night because she's not a great person. This night, she finds the perfect one. Not like that stupid forgetfulness one where she had a spit in a glowing jar like a bitch. The next day, Lisa shows up early to class to hand in her homework to Mr. Pratt with a big smile on her, fa- smile on her face. And Mr. Pratt says, Thank you, Lisa. And Lisa goes to respond, but instead she burps. A deafening burp. What? And Mr. Pratt says, are you all right? And Lisa tries to respond, but she burps even louder, turning bright red. And the class loses it. So much so that Mr. Pratt has to bang on the chalkboard with a ruler, screaming quiet to get them to stop. Yes, they're in the 50s. Kids tease Lisa so much, and Lisa burps even louder. It's so embarrassing. Even Mr. Pratty laughs. Oh, wow. At lunch, Carrie makes a remark to Lisa about, hey, maybe you shouldn't drink a Coke, Lisa. You'll probably start burping again. And Lisa says, gee, that's so funny. I forgot to laugh. And then she realizes- But no more belching for her. And Carrie's like, oh, wow. I guess I can't be mean anymore. I guess the spell wore off. After school, Carrie walks home with her friend Toby. It's funny. We never heard of Toby until just now. Carolyn, you should have introduced Toby earlier. 
she he he says, could you believe what happened with Lisa today? And Carrie kind of laughs to herself and thinks, I'm a secret witch. Toby says, I bet Lisa wishes she could Mick fly away. And that gave Carrie another nasty idea. Carrie gets home and she sees that her bedroom door is open and the spell book is gone. What? Then Libby appears in the doorway looking smug. And Carrie says, you little bitch, did you take something from my room? And Libby says, no. But Carrie goes in Libby's room anyway and finds the book under Libby's bed. What? And and Lib- Libby's like, oh, what's that doing there? Don't slam your door. Don't slam the door on the way out, bitch. And Libby slams the door. So Carrie takes her book back in that after that confusing section of what just happened, and she cl- she goes to the creating your own spell section. That's right. None of these spells have worked before to get her pointless revenge. So now she's definitely going to create her own spell. Yeah, create she, her own short story, the she, worst one. Yeah, she just wants to get. She just wants to terrorize Lisa because Lisa's really, I guess, like perfect or something. Yeah. Okay. Like, listen. And um, you basically, the create your own spell section is entirely too easy. And you write on a piece of paper what you want your enemy to do, and then you just put it in a jar. Yeah, if I could do that, I would just be putting shit in jars all day. How's that for creating my own spell? Yeah, you hear that, Carolyn? Yeah, real creative, Carolyn. Sorry, we won't be asking you back to write more short stories. (laughs) (laughs) So, Carrie... um, Carrie writes down, Tomorrow when Lisa McFly hears her name, I want her to think she can really fly. And um, this is kind of funny. This, I guess, I mean, how, like, girl, it, this has a little bit of chicken, chicken, how I learned to fly. Vibes. This has a little bit of chicken, chicken. This has how I learned to fly. And this has, be careful what you wish for, kind of put together a little bit. It also says you can't scare me a little bit. Yeah, it's like a little bit of all other or all Goosebumps books put together in a short story. With... You think Carolyn would come up with something a little more creative? Hey, but but it made it into the book, right? Yeah, I'm just giving, Carolyn, I'm just giving you a hard time. I think it's great that you ended up in this book. And um, we'll never see you again in a Goosebumps book. Yeah, and we'll also never forget you. That's for sure. And during roll call the next morning, when roll Le- call when Lisa's name is called, she's whoa, 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 Whitney. <laughs> There's something from that came into my brain the other day. What do you mean the other day? It's in my brain all the time. <laughs> oh, can we can we go through that real fast? Yes. Um. Uh. How does it start? How does it start? Uh. Oh, that. It's, it's, the other day, without even thinking about. It. I, I'm everything you're not. Who is he? I'm cool. I dominate this school. Who am I? Just guess. It's all that touch my chest. I'm Birkin. I can't even think I'm vile. You can look, but don't you hump. Oh. I swear I'm not a whore. We cheer and we lead. We, we act, act like we're, we're on speed. speed. They hate us because we're beautiful, but we don't like you either. We're cheerleaders. We are cheerleaders. Roll call. The lighting in this is so incredible. I'm still big red. I sizzle, I scorch, and now I pass the torch. are in and one girl has to win she's perky she's run now she's number one to torrents wow oh it's so good i love the bell noise in a second this 
We are the Toros, the mighty, mighty Toros. We're so terrific, we must be Toros. I th- I, the other day, without even thinking about it, I said, um, what? Great hair, the boys all love to stare, I think I said. Yeah. Without even thinking about it. Oh, yeah, I don't think about it. Anyway, what were we talking about? Um, I don't remember. Uh, oh, roll call next morning. Yes. <laughs> Lisa's name is called. She stands up from her desk and stretches out her arms and starts flapping them like wings. Same. And everyone starts laughing and chanting. And Lisa gen- genuinely thinks she can fly because Carrie wrote that down on a piece of paper and put it in a She jar. didn't even have to spit this time. That's how you create your own spells. Yeah, right. Each time she hears her name, she flaps harder and harder. Mr. Pratt has to bang on the chalkboard again. It says Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. But then Lisa really starts to fly and she raises, like she rises up off the ground two feet and starts floating towards the open third floor window and Carrie all of a sudden realizes this is dangerous and screams for her to stop, stop, she's gonna fall and she and Toby, here's Toby again, run to the window to stop her and they grab around the race and they say it's only a joke, Lisa. Lisa, stop, it's only a joke but it's not a joke. I love how she's really flying in front of all her classmates right now. She just keeps flapping harder and the more they say her name the harder she flaps and flaps and flaps and Mr. Pratt starts to help and says, everyone please hold her and and Carrie says just hold her I know how to fix this I'll be right back so she runs all the way home in the middle of school she gets to her room and finds out her spell book is gone she's like Libby you little creep but then she realizes as she's looking for the book in her room Carrie's right leg starts twitching and then her left and then she does a backflip and then she burps and then she backflips again and again and again out into the hallway, flipping and burping all the way down the hall into Libby's room. And, and Libby is sitting on her bed smiling and says, shouldn't you be at school? And uh, Carrie tries to ask, um, tries to ask Libby if, if she, if you put, did you put a spell on me? But she can only burp. And then they hear a flapping sound. And then Lisa flies through Libby's open window. <laughs> so here's the first paragraph and the last paragraph of, Fun with spelling. The cab honked for the third time. Not a way Arl Stein would start off a short story. Sorry, Carolyn. I heard a flapping sound at the window. Libby and I both turned and watched Lisa fly into the room. Thanks, Libby, Lisa said, grinning. Hey, no problem, Libby replied. Ugh, I replied and did another backflip. Now, I will say that backflipping and burping stuff kind of sounds like Arl Stein. I don't know. But, like, I mean... Just like you said last episode, like, I'm waiting, I'm trying to make things make sense. You're totally right, though. Like, why is Carrie trying to get revenge on on Lisa for doing what? It doesn't quite all add up. But, I mean, who cares? Who cares? The short story's pretty fun, I guess. It's, it, it's, it doesn't know. take me anywhere new, really. And, I don't know, I think it's kind of lazy. Well, that is the last time we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys think? Did you think it was fun to have a fresh voice? Do you think it was fun to have Carolyn Crimmy up in this bitch? The writing style is not wildly different from our style. No, in fact, I didn't really notice when I was reading all the way through it. And now it's really easy to like project it on. It's like, but at the time I didn't really fully notice. Yes, I I, I didn't I do remember thinking that that it that that short story in particular stuck out a little bit because it was I don't know, it seemed a little off for me. But you know what? Another one, like another one in this also felt this a similar way. Mm. So I'm not... What's the other one you're talking about? Um, I believe it's stuck in 1957. Yeah. <laughs> that feels a little bit like... I stuck don't know. in 1957, so much happens in that short story. It's like reading It's like reading a 120-page... It feels like a Fear Street book. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's it's, next? 
What's next? Matt's last bat. Who am I? Just guess. Uh, Matt's lunchbox. Matt's lunchbox. Matt's lunchbox. It's oh it's, yes. It's tricky because all of the short stories in this book are kind of weird. Yeah, this is a weird one. So you know, Carolyn or no Carolyn, she better work. And yeah. Try to get some work, girl. And we wish her all the best. We do. We don't wish her any... We would never put terrible spells on her because she was successful. No, I wouldn't spit in a jar for Carolyn Crimmy. Absolutely not. Not my girl. Not my, not, not to my girl. No, don't do that to my girl. So, um, if you want to put a spell on us, you can email us <laughs> at welcometodeadgast at gmail.com. You don't have to. You can just put our names in a jar and put it at the window. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work. I know it will work. You can say hi specifically on Instagram at Daniel X, Daniel X Montgomery or on Twitter is Daniel Montgomery if, if you even want. You can say hi to me on Instagram at. Uh, uh, oh no, uh, Matthew! Matthew, he can't uh, stop burping. Oh no, now he's flapping his. Or you arms. can follow me on Twitter at. Uh, oh no, he's doing backflips. He's I doing backflips down the hall. Libby, Libby, did you do this? Uh, oh, Libby, uh, uh, if you. Uh, Get out the hooters!